Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson. We are so glad you are spending a little bit of time with us today. We're a tech company. We are called JSL Solutions, and we have multiple products that we offer churches, ministries, and even some small businesses, if you're interested. Those, those uh, very quickly, those products would be... StreamingChurch.tv, ChurchAppLive.com, MyFlock.com, and Greeter.Church. All right, you'll just have to That's guess right. as to what all those do. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, Steve and I have been doing this for many years, and uh, when I'm, I'm talking about the business aspect, and even the podcast now, we've been doing this for a while. We've been in ministry for a long time, and we like to help churches. We like to, uh, we're obviously a tech company, but we talk about lots of things from helping volunteers and enabling people uh, in a positive way to do their ministry, help their church. But today we're going to stick to the subject of tech. Yes. What are we talking about today? Excuse me, i got to adjust this microphone. We're going to talk about live encoders. All right. So if this obviously, uh, or may not be so obvious, depending on who you are, this involves streaming, live streaming, uh, and which is one of our companies, StreamingChurch.tv. And so we get a lot of people asking us about, okay, I want to stream my church services. How do I do it? And we have lots of information on our website. But one of the things we talk about are live encoders. Yes, software encoders. Yeah, but there's hardware ones, too, uh, that I don't think we'll have time to talk no, about the hardware yeah. ones today. But there are some ones out there that that uh, might suit your needs. But today we're going to talk about a couple, at least a couple different ones that are live software-based encoders. And I yes. thought we would start by talking about OBS. So, all right, let's that okay? do that. Yeah, well, so let's, let's back up a little bit. What is an encoder, and what does it do, and why do I need one? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked that question, and now we'll let you answer it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, basically, to stream, you need a camera. You need a way to connect your camera up to your computer. And when you or, say that, what you mean is you can't just plug your camera directly into a Right. You typically need a video capture device, which is we've dedicated other podcasts right. to that. And typically, you hook it up to your computer, and then on your computer, it needs to encode the video signal to send it to the streaming servers, right. hence the name an encoder. So it's a right. piece of software that lives, that runs on your computer. So there's, um, years ago, several years ago, there was very few choices. Yeah. Uh, today, there's some more choices. So some free, some paid, some inexpensive, and some more expensive. Right. So we were going to start with... The open broadcaster software. That's what it's called. <laughs> OBS. You it's actually the obsproject.com is where you get the software. obsproject.com. Yes. Uh, it is actually free. Now, there are some live encoders out there that are, you, you buy. And by the way, uh, people with doing church and streaming video, they're not the only ones interested in live encoders, by the way. There's gaming community out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Online gaming. That likes to use those and and uh, OBS, I think, might have its roots in that. Yes, I, I, I think to... it was. I think that was the the primary target was the people. And you know, for those that are unaware, it was very surprising to me too. But people mm-hmm. will watch for hours. Yeah. Um, really high level gamers, 
play their games. Yep. My son so, my son will do something like that. Will he watch or will he broadcast? Well, he'll watch. He's actually talked about broadcasting, but he's never done it. So oh, I yeah. said, I said, I'll help you set it up, but he never has of, as of right now. So yeah, I, I guess you've got to be a certain level gamer to be I, worthy of having yeah. people watch you play. So. Well, a lot of these guys make, make money, too. These gamers, oh, they make tons of money. There's international superstars right. that make good money. Yeah. Well, those are the guys that do it. When I yeah. say make tons of money, it's those guys, those several, whoever they are. Yeah, make making really well over six-figure incomes. Wow. Playing yeah. games. Yeah. So, all right. So, we're talking live streaming. So, uh, OBS. Yes. So, OBS has two different types of software encoders. It does? Yeah. <laughs> There's the OBS Studio. Oh, that's yeah. They've they've kind of changed over the years, though. They did have the two, the classic yeah. and the studio. Right. I think they've they've uh, dropped the one now and just have. Well, have they? I okay. think they only have yeah. the one now. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, I remind me to prepare for these podcasts in the future. Yes. Yeah. Right. In the uh, past, they did. They you could choose you know which version you wanted to right. install. Um, and they had one that was kind of multi-platform, and another right. one that was Windows based, and they've moved. I think all the development effort to the multi-platform one. Yeah. So, um, open broadcaster meaning it's an open source product, which there are. You know, I'm somewhat of a fan of some of the open source stuff, and there's pros and cons. Um, some people are scared of open source. Yes, um, and for certain things, um, especially Windows-based stuff. Uh, <laughs> There's a reason to be, but for um, certain things like this, OBS is is completely safe, completely uh, continually updated, um, has a large community of developers behind it, and but it is it's free. It's kind of the model of of open source, so you can go to obsproject.com and download it. So, is OBS right for me? That's the big question. I don't know. Should we're, and we're going to talk about a few other encoders as well, but let's talk more about OBS. And okay. So um, let's see. The uh, primary, you know, some of the key things about OBS, number one, it's free, and you can download it and install it. The other thing that makes it very appealing is it runs on just about every uh, computer platform yeah. that's out there. So yeah, with your Windows, Macs, Linux, or whatever, yeah. they have a version you can install. Well, we've, you know, years ago, we started doing this Flash Media Live encoder, which we've talked about before, which has not been updated for, what, right. seven we should years? Probably, yeah, talk a little bit, because if we can't, we yeah, still we have, have time. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we, you know, we've steered people towards vMix, which we've talked about before, and again, maybe in this podcast, we'll get to vMix, but... If you have a Mac, vMix has not yet come out with a Mac version. Yeah, and so they don't hint at developing a Mac I guess version not. either. I don't know why, but I guess not. I, I don't know. But but so we've steered a lot of people to OBS that have Macs. Right. If, if if you don't use Wirecast or you don't want to spend money on Wirecast, which is another again, if we get to it, we'll talk about Wirecast. So OBS is is a great alternative, and and we've. You know, we've messed around with it now for a couple of years at least, and I think it's got a lot of positive things to it. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's coming along. So mm-hmm. unlike you know, Flash Media Live Encoder, which hasn't been touched in what eight years or so, right. uh, this is every month or two you're getting you're getting updates right. for it. Yep. So it's getting uh, better every. I, 
I, I like OBS. Uh, there are some of our customers that may have a little bit older computers and may have maybe not quite the beefy computers. And OBS, the, the one thing I've noticed about OBS is it doesn't use a lot of resources on your computer. Your CPU doesn't go dramatically up like it might with vMix or Wirecast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's a positive side in the sense that, you know, if you're doing some basic streaming, you're not doing a whole lot of different stuff, OBS might be might be right for you and your church. Right. So some of the other things that kind of make OBS appealing or on the on the brighter side, it, you have the capability for multiple inputs and switching between inputs. Right. They have a thing called a scene manager where you yeah. can kind of set up some scenes. And, do transitions. Yeah, and do transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a, a lower third capability. Do you know? No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. There, I mean, you could certainly go back and forth between, you know, uh, if, for instance, if, if the pastor is speaking and he's reading a scripture, you could you know you could queue up that you could set up some kind of a scene so to speak right with the with the passage in it and you could flip over to that yeah it wouldn't be a lower third but it would be you could see it on the screen you could you know psalms 48 or whatever and you could read it as the pastor's reading it or whatever he's talking about or even his notes but you're not doing a lower third where you still see i wonder if i bet you there's a way to do it though where you can we can send both the an image and the video to the to the stream at the same time, and I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe one of our listeners knows. Yeah, maybe. Let us know. We, yeah, let uh, us know. We've not played with that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe so, um, let's see on the on the positive side, other features that OBS is going to provide you um, that we may or may not have talked about. The setup is pretty easy. Uh, we're you know streaming church TV is not a preset on. On OBS, but the setup is pretty easy, and we've got you know easy, uh, good instructions. It typically interfaces with a lot of different um, hardware items, mm-hmm. so uh, that's typically not an issue. One of the constraints would be that if you want to stream to multiple sources, which a lot of churches now are interested to streaming to their streaming provider and to Facebook or some other place at the same time. Right. Uh, OBS is limited to one destination uh, per streaming session. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you're trying to do adaptive bitrate or those things right. you just mentioned, you're not going to do that. No. And by the way, uh, when we we just mentioned lower thirds, there are some plugins that different people because it's an open source community. Mm-hmm. There are different people developing different types of what that you would call plugins, and there actually is somebody that's working on a lower third plugin oh. for OBS. So maybe by the time it may already be out. I'm just looking here online because we uh, we're kind of flying off the seat of our pants here on this podcast. <laughs> uh, not that we don't normally do that, but uh, so there is there is some options yeah, I guess if out you, there. If you have Google OBS plugins, yeah. and it will show you a there's a, yeah. a page that has a yeah. a link of all the different plugins. Yeah. So there's some options there, and again, that's a positive thing for OBS is there's other people developing things. Right. You know, so uh, who knows? By the time this podcast come out, there may be some other things that we'll do. <laughs> you know, because there's people working at it. So yeah, definitely good. And and they have. I mean, when it comes to support, uh, what I'm sure a lot of our listeners, if you're involved in any of the tech world, will find, and you have, and I have, and sometimes it's really hard to to find support. 
But uh, there are forums out there, and there, OBS has their own forum. Right. So, you know, you're not totally in the dark. Right. And they'll be, yeah. And you, you have can to either, sort. Yeah, you may need to search through the yeah. forums or post to a forum if you're having a particular issue, which is better than Adobe's <laughs> Flash yes. Media Live Encoder, exactly. which they no longer support since yeah. 2009. They so. Care. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> but, yeah, so it, it's definitely uh, uh, it definitely has... I think a lot of potential. And, right. and again, you're not paying for it. So uh, it's, you know, if it's something that would suit your needs, uh, it would be, it would be good, you know? Right. So if you're a, a ministry that's um, sending to just one destination, you're not doing adaptive bitrate, um, you can do video switching. Um, but that, I mean, that would, this would be a good choice, right? I think so. I yeah. think it would definitely be a good choice. Yeah. Uh, and again, we have you know we have some customers in foreign countries too that you know may not have the beefiest computers in the world and and maybe right. limited on some of their you know some of their uh, their options and their tools and uh, so again it's it's definitely yeah, so something it's, that yeah it's could a very very efficient encoder. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right, so shall we move on to a different encoder? Yeah, so that would be one option. That would be a free option. Uh, so since we're talking free, should we just move on to vMix? Uh, vMix is free. Else? We can go on to vMix. But vMix has both a paid version or paid versions right. and a free version. Right, yeah. And they also have a free 60-day trial for their paid version. Right. So... Um, yeah, vMix has worked out really well for a lot of people. They've been very impressed with it. It seems to be pretty um, intuitive on how to set up and use. And again, we are a preset with vMix, so the setup is actually even easier than it is with OBS because you just put in a username and password. And, yeah, you would find us from a list. Yeah, you choose our yeah. destination on the yeah. list and put in a username and password. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so vMix, as we mentioned, is there's a free version, there's a free trial, and then there's some paid versions. There's some really high-end or more expensive paid versions, but for uh, ministry, the their their lowest tier one is probably all you will ever need, um, unless you're you know, running a production TV studio and need right. a, you know need some of these other features. But yeah. the uh, they have it's. They have a one-time license, which is also very nice. Yeah. Um, like OBS, vMix is continually updated. So probably every month or so, there's an update that's going out to vMix. So it's mm-hmm. you know supported and right. They're uh, based out of Australia, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, vMix is going to be limited to the PC. Yes. Um, and I would consider. VMix and Wirecast to be primary competitors as far as capability goes. Yeah, um, Wirecast has been around a lot longer than VMix, but VMix has been has come on really strong um, over the past re, uh, past few years. There's another right. encoder we, we're not going to talk about that um, has been out there probably longer than VMix, but really hasn't. Gained the uh, foothold that VMix has gotten with the community. Which one are we not going to talk about? That would about? be VidBlaster. Oh, Remember right. VidBlaster? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I fooled around with VidBlaster years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Similar, yeah, very capable, but 
So uh, let's see. What can we do with vMix? So vMix is going to bring you into the, in the arena where you can have yeah. multiple destinations. Right. So you can either send out multiple streams to mm-hmm. your service provider with adaptive bitrate, or you can send to multiple just different locations. Right. Yeah, you could go to Facebook at the same time you're streaming. Right. Uh, and YouTube. You yeah, and YouTube. It's going to have similar capabilities in that you can have multiple cameras. Um, and with OBS and vMix and all these encoders, you, you can choose... Uh, either image sources or mm-hmm. video sources, and you can set up playlists and loops. Um, we know, I know, we've had some twenty-four-seven broadcasters that use VMix, where they'll go in and say, oh, "I'm going to run these twelve videos in mm-hmm. order," right. and then when they get to the end, let's loop back to the first one. Yeah, and so um, VMix will allow you to do that, and I believe OBS will allow you to do that yeah. as well. Uh, I'm just looking at their website here. They, they do have a lot of things very similar to Wirecast. I mean, uh, you know, you can obviously lots of transition effects. Yes. Um, you can do uh, – they claim that you can do professional HD production on a modest PC. Uh, I don't know what their – well, I do know what their definition of modest mm-hmm. is. But I, I just – this is kind of getting into the cons area. I have noticed that some of our customers that stream for years with Flash, Media Live Encoder, and then – uh, decided to, uh, uh, you know, go to vMix, did have a few problems where their, their computer just didn't have enough resources right. to so, handle that. So the CPU so, is getting overloaded. It, and I think in all three of these, you know, encoders we may be talking about here, they have good um, bandwidth meters and CPU meters built true. in. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. what's, what's interesting about um, vMix, they've kind of taken the approach that, when I go live, I'm I'm on air with my red button, yeah. and so when you hit the stream button, it turns red. And a lot of people go, "Oh no, it turned red! What, what, what do I do?" And actually, that's actually a good thing. It's yeah. it's a bad thing when it turns orange or yellow. Right. <laughs> so one of the features that you know that is nice with VMix, and I know Wirecast. I'm not sure OBS has this or not, but it will let you know. When you're trying to stream out at a bit rate that exceeds your network capability or you're approaching your network capability limits. Yeah, I don't think OBS has that. But, um, uh, yeah, vMix definitely has those. They're, they're nice little features uh, once you get used to them and you know what they're all about. But, you know, you can look at your PC and your, your desktop sources using vMix. I'm going to sneeze here. Uh, <laughs> You got the window open. That's why. <laughs> uh, you can do, uh, as we said earlier, they got some templates you can use. There's actually video delay. There's actually instant replay on if you get the different version of vMix. Oh yeah. Uh, which uh, probably which, yeah, the more expensive license, yeah. which probably not a lot of instant replay going on in church. I, I don't think so, unless the pastor <laughs> does something crazy and you want to yeah. run it again. Yeah. Slow Rewind that back. <laughs> you know. Uh, but there are, you know, you there. There's definitely some real good capabilities. Uh, overlay channels, they say, and uh, yeah, which is that's yeah. their lower thirds yeah. Um, yeah. piece. Uh, so and you just go to vmix.com. Yep, you can find out more about it and and uh, you know get involved. And they have you can download it and run it as you said earlier, sixty days. I think the full version for yeah. sixty days. And then after 60 days, if you don't want to purchase it, uh, you can still use it. 
uh, it just doesn't have as many features. And, and if it's you, yeah, I think it's primarily constrained by resolutions, resolutions that yeah. it's going to broadcast in. So it's gonna the free version is gonna be a, either a borderline HD or an SD um, right. resolution. Yeah. That you can stream with, but for only sixty bucks, right. it bumps you up into the yeah. HD, and sixty sixty dollars one time. Yeah. So it's it is a is a very capable yeah. uh, encoder that at a very affordable price. The, yeah. the basic HD is sixty dollars. Yeah. Uh, they have a hundred fifty dollar version uh, SD, which I don't quite understand. I guess it's. Uh, I don't know why it's 150. Well, you, you get a few more options, even though it's SD, I guess. You can buy another one for 350, uh, which is a higher resolution. Uh, there's even a $700 version. It's a really yeah. high resolution. I think the, yeah, some of the constraints are the number of inputs yeah. potentially as well. So, yeah. um, but you with the, the $60 version is four inputs or so. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I'm looking here. So, yeah. I mean, that's for most churches. That's that Typically, most good. churches don't have more than four camera inputs. Yeah, yeah. but they, you know, it goes all the way up to you know, depending on what you're trying to do. There's there's lots of of options to it, and and again, we like it. But uh, when you start using something like VMix or Wirecast, you know, you definitely want to make sure that you've got your computers healthy enough and can it's got enough RAM and right. And another thing that a lot of people don't. Uh, realize or recognize so the what the encoder is doing it is re-encoding the video and sending it to the destination so if I'm going to send to a couple of destinations it's got to take that same video and re-encode it twice so it has to do mm-hmm. twice as much work and if I want to go right. to three destinations then it's three times right. as much work so yeah. all happening at the same time so you want to be careful to make sure that you don't overload your computer and, and if you do run into a cpu loading issue then the quickest way to relieve that load is to drop one of the streams that you're one of the destinations yep. you're encoding to yeah uh, just since we're talking about requirements here what they say the minimum processor they say is two gigahertz dual core processor that's the minimum uh they, and they that's an old processor right yeah and they recommend and i honestly wouldn't go with that that they recommend what I would recommend too, if you can do it, would be an, an Intel Core i7 processor, three gigahertz plus uh, memory, eight gigabytes. Again, this is what they're recommending. Solid state, which is always nice yeah. as far as the drive. Especially if you're recording, so that's another yep. encoding is yep. to your recording. Yep. So why? Yep. And we recommend that you do record. So yep. if you're sending a single stream, you're going to have two yep. encodings going on: one for the stream, one for the recording. Things have changed since the old days, but uh, but again, you know, computers are less expensive now, and you can do you can beef up your computer for less money, I think, than it used to be. So I think overall, it's still a good choice and uh, something that I think you know we would certainly recommend for people. Right. And they have great help videos too. There's some really good videos. You can learn a lot about it uh, uh, and by going to VMix and looking at their videos. All right. I've not played much with their videos. I have neither, but I've looked at a few, and I've noticed they've got a, a nice yeah. selection. So, yeah, again. and yeah, that's true. I, I just comes to mind this just this past weekend. I was helping uh, a customer with VMix, and 
we were really scratching our head why certain things weren't working and found that once we quit out of Emix and relaunched, everything worked fine. So <laughs> that's the old Windows. You're blaming that on Windows. That's the old Windows thing is if it doesn't work, then yeah. reboot your computer and see if it works the second time. Well, That usually stuff, fixes a lot of stuff. That stuff does happen, <laughs> and it's never a bad idea to reboot. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we've got about two, two or three minutes left here. We've covered OBS. We've talked about vMix here. Yeah, and we've, we've kind of mentioned to uh, avoid Flash Media Live Encoder. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've 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 got a video player that's HLS now, and with the whole issues with Flash, Chrome, the Chrome browsers and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, uh, we we would recommend you not use Flash Media Live Encoder unless you have a Mac or have a plugin where you can run AAC audio, right. uh, which is a different than MP3 audio format. So. Again, it will work in AAC audio format. Yep, it will work, and that was you know, one of the tools that we recommended early on. Yeah, um, but as we mentioned, it's no longer supported, and right. finding more and more problems with people having uh, well, it not recognizing video equipment, right. and well, especially you're trying to do more of HD, you know, picture, and you're you're trying to do some other. You're trying to make it match up with the equipment you have, yeah, the other hardware is, equipment. It doesn't like that very well. Right. It doesn't do well with if it. your equipment. Is newer than seven years old, <laughs> yeah. then it doesn't didn't know it existed the last time it was updated. Do we want to mention Wirecast here? In a, sure. In we'll, so let's just quickly go through Wirecast. Wirecast has kind of been the mainstay. They've been in the business the longest. They've uh, been doing this quite a while. They have a really good product, and it too runs on um, both Mac and PC. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a free trial version you can experiment with, but unlike the the vMix free trial, um, it will put a watermark on the audio and the video. Right. Whereas the vMix will let you just stream and for you know for sixty days, and right. Like the full version. Right. Well, the audio on Wirecast, the audio they'll pipe in. Somebody, uh, some voice from Europe or something will come in and say, "This is Wirecast." Yes, every thirty seconds or so. So you know it's Wirecast, just in case you forget. Yes, it might be Wirecast. They yes. will remind it's you. It's encouraging you to go ahead and pay for it, which is is it four fifty or is it four ninety five? You say four fifty. I always say four ninety five. I think you're right too. Uh, I think I am. I think you are. I, so. I, here. Their price hasn't changed in the, over several years. They do consistently update. They have all the capabilities of, of vMix and maybe some other things that, you know, the primary things are going to be very similar to what vMix offers. They, they do, and I've heard this before. I've never investigated it with Wirecast. It's made by Telestream, and they do have a discount pricing program for educational and nonprofit. Yeah. I've heard that, but I don't know what it is. So, and I don't know. I mean, church would obviously be a nonprofit. Qualify for yeah. nonprofit. But, I, so I don't know. Don't think it was crazy discount, but yeah, something there. So, yeah. something we're looking into. Yeah, something. That, so, something but you can if you want to play with it, mm-hmm. um, install it. Yeah. All of these you can install and and decide on your own. Yeah, absolutely, uh, what's going to work best for you. Yeah. So, there's other live encoders. We're out of time here, but there's some other live encoders. Steve mentioned them before. Uh, and there's hardware-based encoders. We have talked about this a few years ago on one of our other podcasts. Uh, you could look it up on iTunes, uh, or we may visit 
the hardware-based encoders again down the roadways. Uh, there's pros and cons to all these things. Hardware-based encoders means you don't have to have a computer, a PC, or a Mac running. And there are pros to that. And, uh, you know, it used to be we talked about uh, 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 what's the one uh, you, we used to have at the church uh, where we worked? Uh, TriCaster. Uh, TriCaster. And TriCaster is out there. That's the big gorilla. But there's there's these smaller boxes now. That are available. That will mount uh, on your Terra camera. Deck, yeah. yeah. Those kind of there's, there's other ones. We'll get to that later. So anyhow, if you have a question about live encoders, about streaming video, uh, we're the guys to talk to. You can just send us an email, uh, support at streamingchurch.tv, because we want to support you. And it's support at streamingchurch.tv. So we're out of time. Hope you've enjoyed this. We'd love your feedback on it. Maybe you, you may very well know some more things than we do because you're, you, if you're a church doing streaming video all the time and working with these things, you may have actually found a few more features that we might not be aware of maybe. So we'd love to hear about it from you or your questions. Uh, send us an email or visit our website, streamingchurch.tv. Okay, we're done. All right. Sounds great. All right. He is Steve Lacey. I am Phil Thompson. We hope that you have a great day. This has been the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.